0: I'm here, so. <laughs>
1: I'm Shea in Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. Howdy, Oklahoma. My name is Chet Holmgren, and I'm down to dunk. Dead gum. I'm Josh Giddy, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort and I'm down to dunk. I have. I didn't, is that like you eat them together? Everybody tells me okay. to get the bag of burgers. I need like a straw. Like. <laughs> Howdy. Uh, I'm, a, I'm an artist out on the court. This is Jay Will and I'm down to dunk. My name is Kendrick Williams and I'm down to dunk. It might be Aaron Wiggins. This is a troll, it's a troll, I'm trolling. Howdy, Papa. Because I, I think it would take away from who he is, you know? Yeah, 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 Funny. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Oklahoma. I love Oklahoma to death. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. Perfect. Great. Very good.
2: I like the hat. <laughs> you bro. like the
0: hat? <laughs> <laughs> Vava, this is J-Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I've been doing a lot of dunking. <laughs> Ooh,
2: welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleich. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. We have an emergency pod. I did not plan on doing a podcast tonight at all, but the mm-hmm. Thunder have pulled our hands as they beat the Golden State Warriors in overtime. Uh... Al, this was such a ridiculous game, just absurd.
1: It was incredible. Uh, I mean, in this, let's, let's say post uh, Russ era, you know, post Katie Russ. Yeah, I, I can't off the top of my head think of a better regular season game. Um, and it, and it, because it had everything, it really did have everything. Like the fact that it was so close, like through the first half, and then they start letting it get away. It gets all the way up to 18. There's a point in that third quarter where you're like, okay, like this is it. Like, whatever. Move on to the next game. They're playing Portland yeah, tomorrow. It did that'll, it that'll did. be a win. It
2: did feel that way.
1: Then for them to come all the way back. And then for Andrew Wiggins to go like supernova in the fourth, it was like just taking you all the way nope. back to the third quarter. You're like, this sucks. Why did I get excited for this at all? This is stupid. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins is stupid. He's shooting like thirteen percent from three on the season. All of a sudden, he is like prime Steph. And then yeah. for Chet to hit that three, and and just the way, and actually the the most like upsetting part of the Andrew Wiggins thing was how well they had played in that fourth quarter. Like it was so impressive the way that they came back. J Dub starting it at the beginning of the fourth quarter. He was so, and good. then Jay just like like every shot was incredible. Every single yeah. shot Shea took in the fourth quarter in overtime was a tough either step back or just like weird that he shot one over uh, Kuminga on the baseline that even I was like, Whoa, hold, like that didn't even look like a good shot. And he still got it. Like it, it was just incredible. And then and then you have the chat three to send oh in overtime. Gosh. The chat
2: was the ch- unbelievable.
1: It was unbelievable. And the thing that hit me about it was like, we have SGA. We have (laughs) one of the best players in the league. Yeah. And drawing that up for Chet was like a great play. Yeah. We have another guy you can run that play for. He can get that shot off against basically anyone other than like Wemby. And for him to hit that, and of course the way he hit it, I mean, how many times have we seen KD Hit a shot that looks just like that. It looked like a you Durant know?
2: shot. It really did. It, did. it was
1: it was kind of eerie. And like, and the, like and, and, the skinniness,
2: like his shoulders just like his shoulders looked like Durant, the turnaround looked like Durant Durant. It was just wow. And I
1: loved his reaction afterwards because you like he was he was super pumped, but you also kept seeing him look back at the Warriors. And you could tell he yeah. was like saying something to the Warriors, and who knows what it was. Yeah. But that just showed you, like, his, you know, competitive fire that he's got. And then to come out in overtime, which I was feeling pretty confident after they hit that shot just because it felt like such a backbreaker for the mm-hmm. Warriors. But then it's just like Shay just turns it on again. And and that sequence he had, that was in, in overtime, right, where he had, like, the tough step back or whatever, and then he had the steal into the the the, the layup, right? That was an mm-hmm. overtime, right? Mm-hmm. That sequence, yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah, what a game. Because, honestly, as it started ballooning to 18, the thought in my head was, like, as good as this team has been, one of their issues last year was that they could not beat – they were not very good against teams who were better than 500. They were not good against good teams. And they had caught already a couple of breaks this season. I mean, they lost the game without De'Aaron Fox, but, you know, they beat Cleveland when Cleveland didn't have, you know, a couple of their guys – And then they just beat the Warriors without Steph. And so I'm just watching that game like, oh, man, is this going to be another one of these games where, like, I know they don't have Draymond, but they had Steph. And, like, dropping this game would have upset me because it just feels like a game, like, they got to start winning some of these. Yeah. And so for them to pull this type of a game out on the road, like, that's what you want to see. Because I don't really care about Portland tomorrow. I mean, I'm going to be there. It's great. But, like, they should win that game. That's like a nothing game, you know? Yeah. They they better win that game. (laughs) <laughs> yeah where <laughs> where is win that game? yeah whereas this one felt more important for like the overall development of this team like these mm-hmm. are the type of benchmark games you have to start winning at some point.
2: Yeah, it felt like they were letting go of the rope a little bit in the beginning of the second half because they just weren't playing with much aggression and they yeah. weren't playing with much force and you just saw like oh they're kind of giving this one away. And then, like Kendrick Williams and Kason Wallace, like said, no, like we're not going to let that happen. Like those dudes came in and really brought it. That was to me what kind of started. It. And Shea kind of joined in with those two. It was, like, it's like just like one really simple play, like Kason Wallace just getting the jump ball with Sharice. I don't even think they won the jump ball, but it was just like there was force there, and Kason like kept yeah. bringing it, and. Having Kenrich there to help lead that second unit is huge. He was awesome. And then J Dub, who scored 10 straight on his own in the fourth quarter, was just unbelievable. And also Isaiah Joe, T Dot in the chat. He's right. Isaiah Joe blocked a jump shot in the fourth quarter. He was leading the break. He hit some big time shots. Zay was so good. And then I just, I just, can't believe that chet hit that shot i mean i can like he was unbelievable but he you know he already had 33 points he was killing it you thought okay this is like a great double double career high like this is an amazing game even if they lose it like there's a lot of really like cool things going on here with him but then the fact that he hit that shot Was like that was a moment. Like, that's a moment that we're going to remember as Thunder fans for a long time. Like, that's a game that we're going to turn back to in five years and be like, hey, remember that Chet like turn around three in the corner where like he didn't have any room
1: and he still hits it? I mean, especially because if there was a criticism of Chet this season, it's that he hasn't kind of asserted himself on offense. And we know that part of that is uh, the plan like uh, of the team um, but we also know just from Chet's personality and how he played at Gonzaga that like he's willing to take a step back you know for, for the good of the team and so to see him have this type of a game and then to hit that type of a shot I mean I was just looking up on stathead like the the rookies that have had 30 10 and five in a game and it, it has happened uh, like a decent number of times 161 times but it's a bunch of like. It's almost all Hall of Famers. I mean, yeah. it's really incredible. Like anyone who's done it more than once is basically a Hall of Famer. Oscar Robertson has done it a ridiculous amount of times as a rookie. Um, yeah. But but yeah, like not it is. It was that one that play was drawn up for him. Two that he actually made it, and three like he had had a rough stretch leading up to that. You know, he had had the play where he probably could have had a wide-open three. I mean, basically a wide-open three, given how tall he is. And he passes it off to Isaiah Joe, and the shot clock expires. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. he had another play where he might have had a turnover or something. And so coming down there at the end, like, it started to look a little shaky on his end. So for him to end it in that way was just incredible. I mean, this was by far his best game of the season. And it gets you so excited because, like... Dude, if this is possible, if if, even if this is like the best version of it, like the normal game version of what he did tonight is still like 25 points on great efficiency. You know, that that would be the normal version of tonight. So yeah, it's hard not to be incredibly excited. I mean, he, he has clearly asserted himself as like the second best player on this team. Not that it really matters, but like he is that level of player already. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, the fact that he got 22 shots tonight and they were finding him like on the sh- on the short roll, they were finding him as a sp- as spot up. They were finding him around the around the hoop. They're finding him in mismasters a lot, too, which I think is going to be key moving forward because this team is so weird. They love to run a ton of like guard guard pick and rolls. They like to get into these weird mismatches. And I think that they're going to be able to do that a lot with Chet because sometimes teams feel like they're forced to go a little bit smaller and it's hard for them to keep a big out there. And if they do, it's one big. And so yeah. it's it's really cool to see them start to figure it out. And like tonight, there were obviously moments where they weren't clicking, but then there were big moments where they were. And, and, and
1: I love the way he finishes dunks. Like when he's in either like rolling the basket or even if he's like in the dunker spot and he catches it, he gets it in the basket so quick, like he it, it almost w- when they're making those quick decisions like that, it becomes very hard to block Chet at the rim because he almost like sneaks the ball into the net before the team really has any any way to stop it. Yeah, and so those points end up looking really easy. Mm-hmm. And and there were multiple plays like that where he was just getting like these super easy dunks. He's just like sneaking in there real quick, and that and that really helps his efficiency. You mentioned Joe. I want to go back to him because. That play he had, I believe it was the layup with seven minutes left in the game. Steph had just hit two free throws to go up 98 96. And he comes down and just has like a ridiculously tough finish. I forget who, who it was on, but like bodied whoever it was and still made the shot. Like just incredible. Like plays that we just never conceived of when we were thinking about Isaiah Joe even when he was like amazing at the beginning of last year we weren't thinking that like this was going to be the next step and he had a few plays like that he had another like floater um in the mid range that went in he's he's a he's a legitimate asset for this team he is not just yeah. a shooter and i know i know we've said that over and over again but he keeps proving it to us like mm-hmm. he was out there in crunch time mm-hmm. over Josh Giddey yeah, Mark is and playing he, Isaiah Joe. It,
2: yeah, and he should have been. And I, th- I mean, and I think it's
1: I think it's the right decision too.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's also a credit to Mark because it's it's not easy to be the coach of a team like this where there's so many guys that need minutes. Like, you have to like push the right buttons at the right times. And I thought he did tonight. I mean, the guys that he really played in this game, the starters, Joe, Kaysen Wallace, Kenrich. Like, Wiggs got six minutes. Vava played about eight. And then Jay Will played almost six.
1: Yeah, I mean, and another thing I thought right was track. awesome that he did was, so Kenrich subs out with six and a half minutes left in the fourth. He came in briefly for, like, one defensive play where he subbed out for Isaiah Joe. But... He was out at six and a half minutes in the fourth, basically. And Lou Dort was also out for like the yeah. majority of that fourth quarter. Yeah, Dort only then played 26 minutes. Then he brings both of those guys back in to start mm-hmm. the overtime. So all of a sudden you have like these two really fresh guys, two really fresh defenders to just yeah. throw out there. And you can do it and you feel good about it. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought that was a really smart play by Mark. And, and, and it speaks again to their depth that he could rest those guys for that long and then just spring them on the Warriors all of a sudden in overtime says, Oh no. Andrew, how can you hear me? Can you see me? Yes. 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 Okay. All right. So we got rid of Andrew. Great. Um, well, real quick, if anyone's going to be, if anyone's going to be at the game tomorrow night, I will be there. I got tickets. Uh, Shout out to Blake, who got me tickets. I'm going to be in section 114. If you're going to the game, let me know. Oh, no, Andrew's Andrew's completely gone. Oh, no, Andrew. Andrew is uh, out of town, so he's having to record this from, like, a hotel or something. So hopefully he comes back soon. But, yeah, that was – actually, you know what? While Andrew's not here, I'll bring up, like, the one negative aspect of this game, which is, like, isn't it interesting – how often Mark has been willing to go away from Giddy at the end of some of these games. And I think last year you would say, well, Giddy's just not playing well. And like maybe they have another option or something. Whereas this year, like I didn't think Giddy had a great game by any stretch of the imagination, but they have so many more options that make sense for an end game lineup than they did last year. Like the fact that you can bring in Isaiah Joe, Kaysen Wallace, Kendrick Williams. Like any of those guys in most situations at the end of the game are going to make more sense than Josh Giddy simply because of the defense and the potential for shooting. And I really do think that brings up some long-term questions about Giddy simply because like when you're in a playoff setting, like is he going to be able to close games? I think right now you would say probably not just because they have so many of these other good options. And so I'm really interested to see, like, one, how he responds to that. Because I'm, I'm assuming, like, I mean, Josh Kitty probably, you know, he wants to be a good player in this league. He probably doesn't like mm-hmm. having to sit at the end of games. But at the same time, like, dude, there are so many options. And he, he's still going to get his minutes the rest of the game. But I think when it comes down to a closing lineup, he's just behind the eight ball right now. There's just too many other better options against these teams, Um, like especially tonight, like I think every decision Mark made made sense in that moment. And so I am kind of interested. That's like the one like negative or questionable thing about this game is like, how does this look going forward and how does that develop over the course of the rest of the season?
2: Yeah, I mean, the fact that I mean, some of it's like J-Dub is emerging as like a real like go to guy in moments. Yeah. Or like you yeah. need to have the ball in his hands because like he took over at the beginning of the fourth quarter and brought them back into that game. So like you can't not play him and give him the ball and give him the shots. And then the fact that you have Isaiah Joe, Kasem Wallace, and Kenneth Williams all coming off the bench, like all three like very trusted guys. Along with a guy like like Lou Dort sat for a, lots of stretches in this game too. Yeah. You know, the fact that you can just bring those guys in in place of anybody, you know, like literally anybody in the lineup, so like there's going to be nights where it's like not Dort's night or not Shay. this obviously going to always be Shay's night. Maybe Dub has a game where it's not <laughs> his night, but like you can put anybody around Shay and Chet. If you put any guys around them, three of them in, there will be a, a case to to be made that you could put in the case of Mollison and Isaiah Joe just in there. Chet and Shea like that's a lineup that I think works really well, and that's yeah. like the left of this lineup. And this is where, like, we talk about sacrifice. Like, we talk about like what it's going to take for this team to actually like hit their ceiling. And some of it is that they're going to have to truly sacrifice. Like, this is what it kind of this is, looks like. One game. This is what it looks like. This is what you have to in order to make it work. It's, yeah, especially it is so fascinating. It's it's such a this is such a big win for them, like for, for them to do this in Golden State too. Like we haven't even really emphasized that. Like this is against the Golden State Warriors is just absurd.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just looking at the shot attempts right now. I mean, this is really like, I think for a lot of Thunder fans, this is what they kind of envisioned going into the year. You know, like you have SGA at 29 shots, Chet at 22, J Dub at 16. Giddy at 10, Isaiah Joe at 9, and then Dort at 6. Like, the way this is starting to work, and you're not going to get 22 shots from Chet every night, but that type of shot distribution from this roster is just eventually going to get to a point where they're killing teams. Because when those, if those three guys are taking the most shots on your team, all those guys are super efficient. I mean, Chet, 14 yeah. to 22. J Dub eight of sixteen, Shea eighteen of twenty nine. Th- that 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 three man combo right there is so efficient. If that is your three man core, forget who else is on the rest of the team. Like that, yeah. that is a killer three man lineup. Hmm. I need to, I need to look up their stats together. I bet they're good.
2: Yeah, it is absurd. I'm currently in a hotel on my on my. <laughs> Phone's Wi-Fi. <laughs> I can't have my and video on. Phone's Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. I can't even get I can't even get connected to our our streaming service via the hotel Wi Fi. So I'm on my phone's Wi-Fi.
1: Um so, you sound, good. Again, you sound good, I was not man.
2: fully pre- Okay, I was not fully prepared to do this. I was not fully prepared to be to be here doing this tonight. Um but the game called for it. Um an absurd okay. game. Th- I got a, yeah, I got the so stat right here. You got
1: some stats. Okay, give us some stats. So this is probably before tonight. What is their record right now? It's nine and four? Yeah.
2: Uh, so, yeah, nine and four.
1: Yeah, so this is before tonight. That three-man group, Shea, Chet, and j 221 minutes together. They're a plus 14 right now, which is okay. the highest net rating of any three-man unit who's played like more than 100 minutes. Yeah. So, so yes, it does make sense. And obviously it makes sense. I mean, all those guys are just so efficient, and they all fit together so well. And any of them can take over at any moment. I mean, yeah. I know we already talked about it, but, like, the fact that you have these amazing games from Shea and Chet, and meanwhile, like, you have to have that early fourth quarter run from Dub for any of this to work. And the fact that he can do that, that you have a guy who's not one of your main two guys, you know, that we're talking about. that He can do that. That He can score 10 straight points and do it in a way that looked so easy for him. I mean, he's Mm -hmm. basically just, like, running the same play over Mm -hmm. and over Mm -hmm. again, just driving on the Warriors, and they couldn't Mm -hmm. do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard not to get excited.
2: Yeah, especially when, like, Wiggins has not played well so far this season for the Warriors, and he had, like, a really good game. Tonight, thirty-one 19. points, oh my twelve God. of 19, 5 of eight from three, with the big Jeez. dagger three at the end. Like they celebrated, like that—that like that was the game. Like they, yeah. And I was, you in, know, I was in I, despair. Yeah, everybody thought that was the game. I was done. And then, just to like put a bow on this pod, it was that Chet three. That again, that we are going to think about. It looked like it looked like a young Kevin Durant. Like I just don't know how you can escape it. And, you know, we've talked about it over, like, the last few weeks. Like, there's a world where Chet is the best player on this team. And tonight we saw, like, the first, like, true glimpse of it. Like, we've seen flashes of that happening. But this is a true glimpse
1: and if of, like, that, what
2: it could look like with Chet as the best player on the team.
1: And if you if you believe that that's even possible, like, go back and watch the Shea highlights from tonight. Because totally. th- if totally. Chet... If Chet really could be the best player, then this team is going to be unstoppable because Shea is that good. Yeah. I mean, this was one of the better Shea games I've seen in a while. Yeah. A- at least... At, at least 40. Get like, 40. That, that fourth quarter in overtime, it's just every shot. It wasn't like he was getting a bunch of, you know, like cheapo transition plays or anything. Every shot was like an ISO step back on someone. Every yeah. single one. And he hit yeah. every one. I mean, he only took... Two free throws tonight, and it's and yeah. part of that was because he wasn't really getting to the rim a ton. He was he was living in the mid range, mm-hmm. and he was just yeah. killing them, unstoppable. Like he was just
2: ice cold, just killing them over and over and over again. He was giving them different looks. He was, I mean, it it didn't matter what they did. It did not matter one bit what they did. Like they I could know, not like, stop him.
1: Kuminga is like so big, and he's so athletic and strong. And when you just see him matched up with Shea, you're like, "Oh, he's he'll probably do well here," uh, or, you know, like he'll probably yeah. hold his own. But it, like, no one mattered. Yeah. nothing mattered. Yeah.
2: Also, uh, okay. Uh, My uh, um, oh yeah, oh yeah. One more thing.
1: One more thing, dude. Clay looks bad. Clay yeah, looks. Yeah,
2: Clay's, really Clay's Clay's looking pretty cooked as like
1: somebody who's not just like your ninth guy dude those threes he took at the end where he was in the corner and like the first one missed so bad and then they pass it back to him and kindred was like right on him it was a terrible shot for him to take and it i think it airballed or it like barely grazed the rim he he looked terrible and he i mean if if you think back to what clay was like at his peak and the fact that curry is like still there Like Curry is still Curry is still
2: so good. He's still so so good.
1: And Clay is just like a shadow of what he once was. I I don't really Mm -hmm. know what they do. They obviously need Wiggins to play like this (laughs) more often than not. And getting Draymond back is going to help. They need to play these young guys because I I do think they have like something with some of these guys. But um, yeah, they're an interesting team because they started off like. Pretty st- like they had a good start to the season, and then you were looking at their schedule, and it was like, oh my gosh, they have so many home games coming up. This is where they're finally going to get on track. They have now lost six in a row, six in a row, and five of those yeah. have been at home. Yeah, that's
2: yeah, that's a problem. That's a big problem. And the Thunder have won two of those games. I mean, I thought you know Curry's coming back. This is going to be a tough one to get this is going to be a tough one to get for OKC just because you know how motivated they are. Like they don't want to yeah. lose two in a row to Oklahoma city. And it looked like, you know, halfway through the third quarter that they weren't, that they were just going <laughs> to deliver this win. And the thunder showed like some like real grit and some real character throughout the rest of that game that I was just like, I mean, I was so impressed and it was from J. Dub, Chet and, and Shay. Like those guys delivered this game for them, along with like the grit of Case and Wallace and Kendrick Williams
1: and Isaiah Joe. That, that don't was leave the him
2: team, out. and and Isaiah Joe. Good. I'm don't don't let me forget Zay. Zay was so good. He was um, he was
1: amazing tonight. So like they've done very well. What they they they've done what they should have done. They're one four in a row now. They go to Portland tomorrow night. I'll be there. Shout yeah. out. Yep. Um, I think there's going to be some down to dunkers there. Yep. And then they play Chicago at home. You kind of hope that they win those next two games. They get to a six game winning streak because then the schedule gets super fun. Now we get let's see some like real tests because they're going to play Philly yes. at home at the Timberwolves. Yeah. I really want to see how they handle that game because the Wolves have kind of yeah, had their too. number. Then they play the Lakers at home and then they go on the road and play Dallas. Like that is a pretty yeah. awesome four game stretch and beating yeah. any of those teams, I think would be a quality win. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I'm really interested to see how they handle it, but hopefully they can get these next two so they can get that like nice buffer. That would take them to 11 and four. And then we could go into this hard stretch and see how they do.
2: 11, and four is such a, such a great record. That would be, that would be absurd. Like they need, I mean, they should do it, Like, looking at these next couple games, I mean, they should do it. Um, But, yeah, that's an incredible start.
1: And the amazing thing is, like, you think the New Orleans game, where they were up by whatever they were up by and lost. Yeah. And then the Golden State game. Like, that was two of their four losses. Either of of those could have been wins. So, yeah, it's it's understandable if you're feeling uh, pretty hyped right now about this team.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it is uh, warranted and uh, pretty wild <laughs> what they've been able to do. Uh, okay, this emergency pod is officially over. I, I don't think I can function much longer on this internet. And if you're watching the YouTube <laughs> stream, you know why. It like looks pretty, pretty sad. You sound great, uh, though. Thanks so much you sound for great. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's good. Thanks for tuning in. I uh, hope you guys have an awesome weekend. We'll talk to you guys again
0: on Monday.